Hello, welcome to our podcast. Hi, it's Jen. Podcast number seven. A relationship healing from childhood trauma. Um, On today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the reason for the podcast. The reason. The reason for the podcast. And um, Tim and I were just discussing, you know, our experience with making the podcast and what a great experience it has Mm -hmm. been. Yes. Um, How Anchor does a really, really good job in helping with the tools and, and to just regular people that have no idea (laughs) what they're doing and never made a podcast before um, have the ability to learn and uh, they have a really great platform here um, on Anchor and Anchor has actually given us the ability to record um, ads for them so I think that's something that we're going to be doing in the future um, because we have a large enough audience now so we were also discussing that our first podcast was kind of all over the place <laughs> and we had no idea. We just kind of, you know, went with it and kept going. And even though we're still very proud of it and how far we've come <clears throat> with each podcast and how much we've learned and um, that we're probably going to be changing this podcast number seven to the first position yeah. so that people can listen to this one first and understand why we're doing this podcast and this podcast being called the reason for the podcast um and probably archiving that first one you know just because of you know how really all over the place we were and a learning experience learning learning and that's kind of how tim and i roll um you know we just go with it and we and we learn we you know neither one of us went to college but when we got together that was one thing that we both kind of connected on the fact that we both felt like we could have done that and we could have you know done something you know that we're both very capable people so you know what is it that we we both love the most you know we talked about that and we both both decided that we loved nature the most I think I would have gotten into like botany or you know master gardening or you know garden design and and you know being outside is just so perfect and Tim was saying that he was gonna be a forest ranger yeah I wanted to I was thinking about going to school for zoology to be able to become a forest ranger (laughs) so nature was where it was at for both of us I mean hands down there was no doubt about it um so we just started to go out there and that's how we've spent the last 10 years together you know traveling and being in nature and you know, for four or even five weeks at a time, just getting yeah. out there into nature and, and being one with it. And we have learned so much, yeah, so much. Yeah. So we kind of turned our life into our college experience, you yeah. know, by choosing um, that path. So it's kind of the same thing with this podcast. We just got in there and we yeah. just started. We just started doing it. And um, and we're really proud of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So. Uh, um, you know, so we're just going to go over some things, some some reasons that we decided to do this podcast, and I'm going to turn it over to my wonderful partner, oh, Tim, totally you, my, Tim. My true love. <laughs> One of our first trips, we we took a sailing cruise up on Watkins Glen on a, a 1926 schooner, mm. and it was called the True Love. Yes. And it's something that has stuck with us for a long time. Uh, you know, the the biggest aspect that we had with the with the travel is. You know, Jen and I have a thirst for knowledge 
And for the longest time, for me, you know, my thirst of knowledge came from outside aspects. And I think, you know, Jen and I getting together, that thirst for knowledge from my perspective changed immensely. Um, and it changed from, you know, outside experiences. It grew into a relationship aspect where, you know, growing up, I never really had a, a great model of relations, whether it be husband and wife or friends, you know, growing up, my parents never had any friends. They didn't have people over for dinner. So it was just like that not normal aspect. So when Jen and I first got together and, and in our travels, we would hop on the road and we'd be on the road three, four hours at a clip. And it was just something magical about that time period where we were able to open up and be vulnerable with each other. And I think, you know, the fact that both of us had 17 year relationships, marriages that were less than adequate, that were, you know, harsh in a lot of different ways that we did not communicate with our exes very well. Nobody to blame. It was a collective aspect to Jen and I getting together. And I, I felt right from the beginning, from the first time that we met, we built up this friendship. And that friendship was built on communication. We would yeah. talk to each other. Absolutely. We would hear what each other had to say. Um, and we gave each other a seat at the table yeah. where previously we went through our life feeling that we didn't have a voice. So when we got onto the road, you know, we we had in the beginning laughs and jokes and, you know, that, um, so to speak, teenage relationship building up. But then it came to a point where the radio got turned off yeah. and Jen and I would just talk. You know, we would be taking nature hikes and a lot of times we would sit and we would find what we'd call ponder Ponder rocks and we would just find somewhere we would sit down and we would get you know apple and peanut butter or or something and we would sit down over a snack and we would just talk to each other what is on your mind what are you feeling what are your aspirations and it was always in the middle of nowhere yeah you know i think my favorite 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 experience i know you're gonna say what joshua Joshua tree Tree. yeah national park and we just like went off we went off trail like and went way up on this like big pile of rocks and yes that is the way it is out there (laughs) just big piles of rocks everywhere nothing but big huge piles of rocks and we went way 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 up to the very top and we found this cool rock that we were just comfortable sitting on and we had the greatest conversation and then we it ended with just the laughs like belly laughs that we couldn't even breathe and i know we took a bunch of selfies so we actually have it documented pretty well but it was um i think that's when we started that term ponder rocks right yeah Yeah. and then we would kind of look for for those type of places after that where we could say oh this is a perfect place to ponder let's ponder we've walked for a while we've driven for a while let's let's think about things you know and i think it is that that collectiveness you know and and it's funny when i think back about our growing of a relationship you know, it, it wasn't complete like that in the beginning, you know, and I, and I think that's the whole purpose of doing this podcast and having the, the ability of growing and maturing and being vulnerable and being open and, you know, talking about a lot of different things, you know, so there's a lot of topics that, you know, we want to hit inside this podcast 
And number one being the fact that, you know, Jen and I having communication and talking to each other, we came to an early realization in our relationship that we need to talk about the hard stuff that we need to be able to express. And it sticks out heavily in my mind because I battle from PPS, Perpetual Positivity Syndrome. And it's one of those things, it's, you know, you think, positivity, how could that be bad? Well, when you go through life and you block out all of the bad things in your life or all of the negative thought processes, you put yourself into a positivity bubble that when reality hits, you build up walls and you block things out where it comes into the aspect of that blocking out. The only problem is, it's not, it's not specific real. and it's not real. It blocks everything out that's around that, the good, the bad, everything that's close to it. So you don't even have a realization of how to handle the hard times. That's a really good point because I was thinking some type of like disassociation yeah. from the bad and those you know those walls and, and sticking in the positive is almost like living a type of delusion, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I guess if we if we kind of... Put it more to what people in society would say is almost like that rosy colored glasses. Right? Yeah. But much yeah. deeper, yes. you know, to the fact that where you literally just block out anything that's not positive. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird and uncomfortable because yeah. there is, life is not all puppies and rainbows no, as we've said nope, so many times nope. right life is about suffering and it's how you yes. deal with the suffering yeah it's how you deal with the suffering none of us are getting out of this alive yeah. none of none of us are getting out of this unscathed you know we're all going to be suffering we start suffering by being born yeah that's literally the suffering starts right at that yeah. moment right you know it is that aspect of you know making lemonade out of lemons but you have to realize what the lemons are about so that you can depict them and when they do come up you can say okay that's a lemon it has its purpose it has its uses you understand it you recognize it and then you can move on from there you know in one of the travels when we first started you know <clears throat> you were trying to express what your life was like and what you dealt with and i'm like oh my god jen can we stop talking about the sadness and talk stop talking about all the bad things and we don't talk need about to the talk po- about we don't this. need to talk about yeah. this and you I know was... because in my my growing up it, 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 my life was all about suppression yeah. And just pushing down the bad thoughts. I don't want to know about the bad. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I don't want to know how to deal yeah. with it. Or forgetting yeah. about, like, say, a big blow up or a bad event and then acting like it never happened. Yeah. Right. So there's no resolve. Yeah. There's no talking about it. There's no dealing yeah. with it. So there, it's really building that disassociation. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. building that from an early age. And I think that's pretty similar to what I went through, where there was no talking about it, you know? Um, it was fine. Yeah. Everything was fine. Yeah. And you just don't talk about it. You yeah. just don't talk about it. And you don't want to look into the future. You know, I remember when I, when we got together and I was talking about, you know, our mortality and the troubles that I was feeling and going through at the time prior to us going on the health yeah. journey. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. I don't want to talk about death. Yeah. I don't want to talk about any of that. You know, the financial. Whatever happens aspect. will happen. Yeah. And you're like, but I need you to look at these legal documents. And I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. We and just it, have to be prepared. Yeah. And but, it was something that was very uncomfortable for me. Very yeah. similar to how you were uncomfortable with me wanting to talk about exactly. my hard stuff. Because, you know, in that moment, I had so much hard stuff that I felt like 
this is something that I wanted to share with you so we could be closer, yeah. right? So that I could feel yeah. safe. And you were like, oh, no, this isn't comfortable for me. Very similar where you brought up all of this, you know, legal stuff and all of this, you know, well, if something happens to me, Jen, here's your name. I need yeah. you to be looking at the stuff. I need you to know where to go. And I yeah. was like, oh, no. Oh. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you. I don't want to be tied to any of that, you know, and it was it was just as uncomfortable for me to think about that as it was for you to think. So there was 100%. a certain amount of disassociation mm-hmm. because I didn't even want to touch the thought. I was yeah. so full of anxiety my whole life and how it had manifested for me was that I always thought I was going to die from like the, the littlest girl, yeah. you know, from like my very first memory was played with it. And then, of course, later on in life, learning that this is a common way for children who suffer severe trauma earlier on in life to cope, you know, to have this, this fear of dying. So to hear you even bring that to my table, I was like, absolutely not. I don't want anything to do with that. But, but we both helped each other, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, your fear we negotiated. Of, oh, we I love that. We negotiated. And that's such a key word, you know, and that's something that we were just talking about and it's huge, you know. When I was, you know, going through a lot of therapy previously before Jen and I got together, you know, the key phrase was compromise. You know, relationships are about compromise and life is about compromise. And it wasn't until just recently that our our therapist, Heiko, had mentioned he's not big fan of the word compromise it's more negotiate and when you break it down it makes so much sense you know because me growing up my entire life compromise make people happy be a people pleaser it feels like you're losing <laughs> yeah, something you're you know? giving something you're giving up. something up and it really stuck with me too when he you know and I always use the word compromise but I have to be honest with you when I think about the way you and I dealt with things let's just let's just go back to these two situations right the first two that came into our minds with each other that made each other uncomfortable you know we we say you could use the word compromise with each other I would much rather use the word negotiate I didn't feel like I was losing anything I didn't feel like I was losing anything except for maybe you know my uncomfortableness yeah which really makes me feel like I gained So So by the compromise, or let's use the proper word now that we we tend to like much better, the negotiation of each other's uncomfortability, we lost the uncomfortableness and we gained so much more. So we gained a greater understanding to each other when you were willing to listen to my sadness and then you were even able to very slowly... Very slowly but surely, though, right? Open up about Mm -hmm. your own sadness, which gave you so much. So you gained the ability to talk about things that you weren't able to before by letting me voice my sadness and voice this bad stuff that had happened. It helped you in the long run, right? So you gained, and it's the same thing with me. You know, you helping me understand that this stuff was important, it enriched my life so much. I feel so good like I was able to just unpack all of those boxes that I had packed up all that yeah let's just say use the word baggage of yeah. just trauma and pain and fear of thinking about those things you know and now feeling so good about having a will and having yeah. everything known there's no fear there's no fear now I understand that life is unpredictable and that if something was to happen I have the yeah. ability to know what's going on, that I'm not going to be in this lost place, like helpless and 
you know, unprepared. So we both gained so yeah. much just by helping each other through something that was uncomfortable by negotiating, and right? I, we gained, not So, lost. so yeah. much. And, and, you know, that ability to be able to listen, to hear what each other is saying, and to be able to express, you know, that, that line of communication, which gave us the ability not only to get to know each other deeper and better, but we also got to know ourselves, Totally. And then it goes to that next aspect of communication. Communication builds connection. That connection with inner self, that connection with each other. It is that level of vulnerability where you feel comfortable being able to feel safe around somebody to be able to express yourself and I think this podcast as a whole has been that ability you know sometimes when you're in a group you're in front of somebody it's a little bit hard for you to open up and give your full information your full feelings of what was going on and what took place being vulnerable is scary yes it is it's scary being vulnerable is is probably one of the most scary things but having the ability an outlet And to be able to speak to each other, which we've done so many times, thousands of miles (laughs) driving, uh, thousands of miles hiking, and we've been open. You know, the amount of kayaking and the biking, the vulnerability of of being open with each other, given the ability to be expressive of ourselves, of what we are feeling. You know, it is that ability to... Open the mind, you know, as I, as we were talking before the podcast, you know, those boxes are so huge and my issue of disassociation would take situations that would be frightful or would cause fear or resentment. I wouldn't deal with it. So I would take that and I would just throw it onto the side. And, you know, an organizational aspect is to be able to communicate. And as one of the doctors had mentioned when I went through my breakdown, that your boxes, I just got done getting knocked over and you need to open up and let those out. But the problem is, is there was such a hodgepodge of everything thrown together with no organization. And I have a complex thinking issue where I get overwhelmed. And when you look down and you see all these emotions and feelings from different time periods all scattered amongst each other. It's like, where do you begin? Totally undealt with, totally unorganized. All suppressed emotions and feelings because I didn't know how to communicate, you know, and my parents did the best that they could, but they were incapable of teaching me how to communicate appropriately. So of course, you know, as as a man, you know, this happens on a regular basis. When you don't have the proper way to express yourself, it comes out as anger and as rage you know it's not i'm going to the therapist to talk to somebody it's your your way of expressing is frustration and anger and that's what the breakdown you know brought in 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 outward expression of feeling an emotion that was just unbelievable and insane but i had no other way of doing it that was healthy that was efficient because i didn't know better you and i getting together and being able to give each other that ability to say we've got this i've got you yeah here is your open space of freedom to be safe and vulnerable and you know as i've said you know several times in the past I have never cried as much in my life 
appropriately as I have with you. Yeah. Because I would cry at everybody else's situation because it was misguided feelings and emotions because I I didn't know how to get my own out. But being able to talk to you about what I was feeling, what took place, and validating myself, giving myself the ability to say, it's okay to cry. You're in a safe, as you would say, a safe, warm place. You're in a safe, warm place, yeah. Yeah, and that, that was, was huge. Yeah. So a lot of the things that you know were coming up in me as I was listening to you speak was um, the safety feeling. Yeah. You know, how it really requires a feeling of safety to heal. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, whether you come from a background of extreme dysfunction or just, you know, a regular type childhood without extreme dysfunction or abuse. But, you know, most of our parents were just not capable, you know, yeah. of validating. And I know that there's some that are and that's great, but it's definitely in the rarity. You know, we are yeah. a broken world. Just yeah. look around and see what's going on. And you can see that we're in a very broken world. You know, we could all use a little help the collective conscious moving forward so you know whoever chooses to heal um that's you know that's that wave that we're kind of you know collectively moving forward in the healing um so so the relationship and how tim and i use it to heal and 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 the reason for this podcast and what we're talking about is exactly that giving each other a safe place so we had been building that and building that and building that for the first years of the relationship and and really learning how to communicate now we were both starting at a point that was you know going to be different than say a person who didn't have a very dysfunctional background yeah. where Tim and I did, you know, where where we didn't have any healthy relationships to model and then of course got ourselves into a very similar situation with our marriages, our long-term marriages from when we were teenagers, you know, that was not healthy. Yeah. It was the opposite yeah. of healthy. So we were just recreating the same dysfunction which is what we call generational trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a very common thing. This is very, very common. This is exactly what's happening to all of us, this generational trauma. So then when we got together, we decided that we, we wanted to make a difference, that we wanted to to change. Yeah. We wanted to break those generational cycles. We both had had a pretty strong feeling of that well before we met each other. Yeah. So now how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it when yeah. we... Well, I'm going to tell you what the first step was. And we were just speaking about this recently is that we didn't act like we knew what to do. You know, you have to first actually admit, and this is a hard pill to swallow, guys. It's really a hard pill to swallow. But if you don't swallow that pill first, you're not going to get very far. You have to admit that you don't know how to do it. Yeah. Because if you keep doing what you're doing prior to and you use that same thinking, you're going to end up in the same exact place. Yeah. Just think about that. You're doing the same exact thing. You're using the same exact thinking. How are you going to get to a different place? It's always being brought back to self. As soon as you're blaming somebody else, you're on the wrong path. Yeah. As soon as you're blaming somebody else, you're on the wrong path. Yeah. 
We are all rowing our own boats. We are all the authors of our own story. We are all the heroes of our own life. And until we accept that, until we accept that, we are not going to be able to forge any type of healthy relationship. So the first thing that Tim and I did is we both negotiated and said, we don't know what is the way to have a healthy relationship. And we both just swallowed that pill. Yeah. And then we started from there. Well, what do you think works, Tim? What do you think works, Jen? And we had these conversations, very similar to what we're doing right now. We sat for hours in the morning when we'd wake up. Coffee talks were huge, our whole, you know, our whole relationship. And, you know, as we, you know, progressed, we discussed, you know, talking on, on our road trips in the Mm -hmm. car turning the radio off and just talking for hours it was wonderful and then going even deeper and going into nature and having more intense conversations on our ponder rocks and you know out in our kayaks in the middle of the water just you know we would uh put the little bungees yeah and and, strap each other together so we're side by side yeah and just talk and and just be in such silence and be in such nature and it was wonderful and we'd be able to get really deep you know so um so I think those are some really important points. You know, oh, you have so to swallow the pill that yeah. you've gotten yourself to where you are for a reason. Yeah. And it's using the thinking that you always have. So these are the important steps. And then finding a relationship, and it could be with anybody. Tim and I use the relationship that we have. It's beautiful. We're best friends and we're married too. And for us, it really works. Yeah. But you can find this in a relationship with anyone it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship but to find that safety yeah in the person and you know there is an availability to find safety in a therapist i just yeah. want to say that yeah. but this true. is the important thing about therapy and about you know finding the safety in a therapist you know you first have to find it and if you do that's wonderful it's not always going to happen it's 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 therapists aren't always going to be the perfect one the first time you know i've gone through many therapists and just one or two visits and said okay this person isn't for me until i find a therapist that i can work with and you know but that therapy is like maybe 45 minutes a week you have to live this in your life so you can do you can find the safety in therapy and you can talk to your therapist about things in, that you need to let out and you need to work on. But then you have to be strong enough to be doing that work in your own life. Yes. Right. 100%. So this is an important part of it. And you can do a lot of work that way. You can. But if you can find a relationship like Tim and I have where you're able to give each other that space to be vulnerable and to trust and to feel safe you can do a lot of work you know in the healing you can bring up all of these past pains and you know most of it is um inner child work because we were these little children you know not being validated not being heard and now in your adult years you have to try to be that parent to yourself right you know it's it, it resonated heavy with me in the fact of you talking about coming to the realization that we don't have the answers and when we look for the answers we have to be open yeah. 
we have to be able to say, you want to, maybe this is it, maybe that's not it. Really envelop yourself, you know. And then when you were talking about us doing our travels and our hiking, when we were doing a lot of the conversation, you know, between each other, <clears throat> we also expressed ourselves to people that we met along the way. Yeah. And I think that was another reason why this, you know, podcast has come about. <clears throat> totally. There's a few Huge different reason. situations yeah. that stick out in my mind. Yeah. Um, one, you know, when we got the car ride home from the airport. Yeah. And, you know, here we are. We're, we're four weeks on a road trip. No, that was that was five weeks. And that was a five week. That five was, week. That was our five week trip trip <clears throat> to Texas. That's right. Yeah. So here we are coming back. Now think about it. Five weeks. We're in an RV and we're exploring Texas. And this gentleman picks us up from the airport, and we're just having conversation as we normally do. You know, back and forth with each other. And you know, along the way, he he's like, "Listen, I, I need to stop you guys. I I just need to say something." I have been doing this for quite some time and I've had a lot of couples, a lot of married couples, a lot of dating in my in my car at times coming back from vacations or parties or whatever. And the interaction between the two of you, the consideration that you have for each other, letting each other speak and and supporting each other and, and you know, building each other up and listening to each other. He said, it, it, it's just a rarity. It's just something yeah. that you don't see. And it's absolutely beautiful. And, and you know, he really he expressed did. He heavily. He had such passion in it. And you and I were just kind of looking at each other like that. That's so kind of you to say, you know, because yeah. it was a little while into us just, you know, him listening to us speak and and then he asked us some questions and we shared some of our journey with him and you know and that was something it definitely stands out to me too and that was something that was you know I would say something that we had heard quite a bit in our journey that we should share our story yeah it was like you guys have an amazing story you know you guys should share it so um you know so that was definitely a big thing that stands out you know in the years of us you know, being out there on the road and meeting people, a lot of times we would share a little bit of ourselves or people like in this case, he yeah. observed us, right? Yeah. And then yeah. he, he gave us this beautiful yeah. feedback that we were so grateful for and saying that, you know, of all of his years of driving that he'd never, ever yeah. seen a couple that was so beautifully considerate to each other, that saved space for each other to speak and that he was just so blown away. And it really... It was a very big compliment for us, right? We felt really, really good about that. And once again, you know, having this expression of you guys should share your story. Do you have a blog? Do you have this? Do you have that? You should write a book. There's so many times that we've heard that over the years, you know. Um, So I absolutely agree. And that stands out to me too, Tim. And we we had talked about it in the beginning, you know, probably about four or five years into our relationship, you know, because we would would talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just went on so many different you know, levels of conversation. And we had talked about having a couple's, I don't, I, I wouldn't call it a support group, but, you know, like just a, a, a way for couples to get together and talk. You know, um, we enjoy communicating with each other so much. Yeah. And it felt so good and so right. Um, and the negotiations that we did on life, on communication, on so many different things felt so good that we wanted to express that. And we had talked yeah. about doing a book and we actually started writing notes. We did. We did. <clears throat> we, I would we, do a chapter and Jen would do yeah, a chapter. Yeah, we have. We have like a little like rough draft start yeah. to this book that we probably, I can see us definitely Yeah, I can see it down the road. You know, of course, we're yeah. in the midst of a lot of different things right <laughs> now. A lot of projects but, going on. But... You know, because it does take focus and, mm-hmm. and, but I do see that taking place. But 
but it was the fact of being able to get our story out there yeah. you know and and it's like everything you know our our nutritional our health our traveling our food you know, all these different things that you know we really feel very passionate about that we feel very comfortable about and this being one of the first and foremost you know i remember you were saying about how you know, you were going to your group session and they would say well how do you feel your relationship is you know, out of a one, a zero to 10. And you said, you know, you were a 9.5 and everybody looked at you. What? Yeah. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it yeah. is that aspect where it, it can be possible. Yeah. When you do the work. When you do the work. When you negotiate. When, you when you're considerate of your partner. When you communicate Absolutely. and connect. Connect. So that's another big, huge point. You know, when I do talk about my relationship and sometimes I don't even have to talk about it. People just know, you know, I have a, a public Instagram and a public Twitter that I'm a little bit less active on. But um, over the years, there has been quite a few people that have come to me privately, you know, and sometimes publicly, too, and said, like, oh, my gosh, this love yeah. stands out. How yeah. do you guys do it? It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Like, tell me your secrets. And another reason for this podcast, because I do believe that it's possible. I know yeah. it is because I'm living it. Yeah. You know, I'm living it. And, um, you know, there's been a couple of people that we've let into our world um, that sees the way we interact with each other and says, yeah. oh, okay, you guys have something really special and I yeah. get it, I get it, you know. Um, and I do think it's possible for everybody. You know, one of the things that I've been saying recently um, is don't, when you meet somebody and, you know, like those uh, normal things, right, that you usually ask, and I think I've even said this on other podcasts, but, you know, oh, like, what's your favorite color? What's your sign? You know, like way back when we were growing up, like, yeah. right, what's your sign? Uh, what's your nationality? You know, now it's like, hey, are you willing to do the work? Do you meditate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, do you spend time in nature? <laughs> you know, like these, these are the questions that you want to, Ask somebody, are you willing to do the work yeah. to heal your childhood? Because that is what we are all doing as yeah. adults. We are walking around this earth as wounded children, just haphazardly throwing our unhealed pain onto anybody that comes into our path. Yeah. So when you choose to do the work to heal those pains... You are now giving yourself the ability to live as your authentic self and you don't yeah. throw that pain around. Yeah. You are yeah. stopping the negativity train, right? Yeah. You are stopping that negativity train and you are able to live in your authentic person. Yeah. And you're able to actually share joy and give yourself the abil ability to enjoy the human experience and create something beautiful here your art your creativity the love the love that we have in this relationship to me is beautiful and creative you know yeah. i put all of my creative and beautiful and loving self into it and i look at our relationship as a beautiful ball of light yeah. that's how i see it um, with my individuality getting put into it and your individuality getting yeah, put into it. Yeah. Um, and that's what we are talking about in this podcast. We are talking about the ability to do that. It does take work. It's not something that you can just say, snap your fingers, yeah. it's here, or this is what I want, so I'm going to get it. Um, 
you know, it's possible. It's definitely possible, but you have to be willing to do the work, you know, because you have to find somebody that's willing. You have to know what it is that you're looking for. And you have to really stop those generational patterns if, if you are a child of extreme dysfunction, you know, which Tim and I are. Extreme dysfunction, alcoholism, um, completely inappropriate, um, emotional, um, no boundaries, codependency, enmeshment. We can bring it all up. We can bring it all to the table. So when you come from that type of background, you really do need to put an extra emphasis on doing the work out of those patterns. And like we had said earlier, the biggest thing is swallowing the pill that you don't know what you're doing. Because until you do that, how do you do the work? Yeah. How do you do the work? If you're just going to continue the same pattern, you know, um, you have to kind of let go of that know-it-all attitude and, you know, really accept that there's going to have to be some change of thinking. Yeah. And if you can find a partner that's willing to do that work with you to make you feel safe, to give you that ability, that safe, warm place that, you know, Tim and I talk about giving each other then you can start to unload those boxes, you know? And in some of our case, those boxes are completely full, completely unorganized, as Tim was talking about earlier. And it's really hard to get through. It's really hard to get through it. So um, you need to have the patience, the love, you know, the want, the want to do it. Because don't you think it's so much easier to not choose this path? Actually, what comes to my mind right now as I'm speaking is... Last night, Tim and I, um, we do date nights on Fridays, and uh, one of our favorite, favorite, and we would pick this every single Friday night if it came to our table, date night, is our is our inner child meditation. Yep. Um, so we went to our inner child meditation last night, and it was just spectacular, absolutely unbelievable, incredible, the best, um, such an amazing experience, this inner child meditation that we've been doing. Brittany, who's an incredible healer, an amazing young woman, an absolute blessing to our life. She does these inner child meditations. She's spectacular. If you're local and want to know about them, just send me a message. And of course, I'll give you the information. She does private. She does group. Um, Tim and I happen to really love the group. You have a very collective energy all there for the same reason. And we've gotten so much out of it. Um, and there was a new person, a young, a young man that was there and, you know, he had made this comment after I was speaking prior to going into the meditation about doing the work and he goes, yeah, if you can, you know, find the strength to do that work, yeah, you know, and so it really true. like slapped me right in the face cause I'm all, I'm up all on my like, yeah, you gotta find somebody to do the work. And he's like, yeah, you know, if you can find the strength to do the work and yeah. it's such a good point and it's yeah. something that I have to remind myself of constantly because because being an INFJ, the J standing for judgment, <laughs> I'm constantly doing that and having to dial it back. Because yeah. in that moment of what I was speaking, even though that's my truth, you know, I'm judging the fact that some people have a really hard time finding the courage and the yeah. strength to do it, right? Yeah, well, 100%. Yeah. And, and it is, you know, as I'm listening to you, so wonderfully said, and it is so huge it's going back to that don't ask what your sign is you know it is that aspect are you willing to do the work
work. Yeah. And, you know, it is that having the communication and the conversation about the hard stuff. Yeah. And if, you, if you're not willing to talk about the hard stuff, you're not going to be willing to do the work because you need to be able to be open, to be vulnerable, to accept the fact that we don't have all the answers. You know, the whole podcast is a, a relationship in healing childhood trauma. That relationship part is so crucial and it's like we were talking about it's not just a romantic relationship husband and wife you know this inner child group that we go to you know um and as we've talked about 12-step programs the community that is involved there you know that ability to be open and be able to be vulnerable and let yourself out i was just going to ask you that question as you you know i was listening to you speak i wanted to know you know what do you think gave you the courage like as this this young man that spoke and and both of us really really enjoyed you know what he had to say and he's got a beautiful story he's he's younger than us but um you know speaking about finding that courage you know what do you feel gave you the ability to find the courage within Tim because I think that's an important part of it right like I think there's a lot of people out there that want to do this work yeah but how do you find the courage like this young man brought up you know, what about these people who can't find the courage or feel that they're not strong enough? What do you think are the important points that you would share to say that you were able to find the courage to do it? Because I think a lot of people want to, just like when we yeah. first met, right? Yeah. But then how do you find the courage? It's scary. Yeah. It's really scary to think yeah. that you're going to step outside of the norm, yeah. you know, and step outside of that that family dynamic where you find strength in the chaos. Yeah. Right? So many of us do because that's what we know. So how do we, what do you think, you know, helped you find the courage to do it, to step out of the norm? I think, you know, for me, there is a statement. um, It's an acronym called HALT. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And it's one of those things that, you know, I went through my life for so many years in, I was going to say in a bubble, but it was not a bubble. It was in a fortress with walls around me. Yeah. And I was lonely. Yeah. I missed connection. And when I say missed, it's not like I ever knew what it was. It was more the fact that I didn't understand it. And as I got older... There was so much missing, you know, and the, the statement hungry. Hungry is not about food, although I'm a Gavon and I like my food. But there is a, Our last a, pack was you know, it, it's like a thirst aspect, a, a hunger for a zest for life that there was so much missing, you know. Um, I, I related to, you know, a black and white photo and a photo that's in full color. Um, you know, you can go to any one of your senses, to a person who is blind, to a person who is deaf, to a person, you know, who misses out on certain aspects. Emotionally hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Mm. You want to experience life. Yeah. And you can't continue going down the same path. Gotcha. You have to break that mold you know i think back to the commercials where this person's walking in there's chains on and all of a sudden they just break away yeah. from so them. your passion for living <clears throat> yeah your passion for living really truly wanting to live in your experience is yeah. really what gave you the courage yeah getting out of gotcha. that humdrum robotic life yeah. 
Yeah. You know, it's like Joe versus the volcano where everybody's, you know, doing that robotic walk going to the office and everybody's doing the same exact thing. And all of a sudden there's, you know, that one person that has color to them that's different. And they're like, what am I doing? I want to get out of here. You know, granted, we have certain things in life that we need to do. You know, in a first world country, you know, we, we work, we, you know, live, die, pay taxes, well, you know, all those certain things. But, you know, you don't have to go down that, that proverbial, you know, path of this is all it's about. I think this is so perfect. I'm getting so much out of what you're saying. And I think, you know, how it's translating for me is tap into your passion so we all have that ability right so that is what you know i'm hearing you say so if you want to do this work and you're really having a hard time finding a path tap into your passion yeah so your passion for living and wanting to be here in this world whatever it is going to be it's going to be different for everybody right that is going to help you find the courage to do this work yeah so like I'll, i'll give a case in point you know so here i am i grew up in a household you know where you know, hunter gatherers, blah 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 blah. You know, and my 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 brother was a hunter, um, and in my mind, it's something that I felt that was a necessity. You know, I want to be out there. I want to do this. And we've had this conversation countless numbers of times, where I went into the woods and I would sit there for hours upon hours and just love how the sun would come up and the birds would come alive and the noises that were in the wilderness that that quietness of being there and I had a weapon in my hand a gun a bow and I don't know I never killed anything in all the years that I hunted but I saw plenty of animals you know um I saw an owl burst out of a tree and go flying through you know it's yeah. like we woke up together and he's like oh wow holy crap there's somebody there I gotta get out of here you know <laughs> I love that so story. it's like these experiences that yeah. took place and it wasn't until you and I got together that in my head I'm thinking this was my path this is what I was supposed to do but coming to the realization that I replaced the car- the gun with a camera yeah. and I started photographing, yeah. capturing yeah. nature yeah. and it's like, wow, wow. So it's the fact that I went through a path from 16 till about 30 that I felt that this was my, you know, God-given right to you carry a gun. You were following your generational yeah. trauma. You were just following it exactly. like we all do, trying to fit into our family roles. But and, that yeah. thirst for knowledge, the yeah. thirst for more yeah. came to a realization of you and I conversing and talking about it and going into nature and hiking and then stopping and, so to speak, smelling the roses yeah. and, and looking around. You yeah. exploring. You're opening my eyes and seeing what's going on you know the little pollinators the butterflies how everything is interconnected there's an interdependency and who gives me the right to take from somebody or something that they're just going about their life their their journey you know so for me to step back and recognize nature in its fullest to you know really experiencing it yeah. diving in yeah. I wanted something different yeah I needed to feel different I needed to feel alive yeah I love passion. that passion I love it and that's that's where you know I wanted to see something different but it, it, it all started with that safe place yeah that stopping and taking a look inside of myself and the podcast 
it comes about in the fact that I can be able to express it openly and have people outside of my room hear it. Yeah. But you and I having all the conversations in our travels, in our hikes, in our biking, in our kayaking, our, our nature observancies, you know, it was you and I talking that gave me the ability to want to dig deeper. Yeah. So communication is so hugely yeah. important. Um, I think we're going to end this segment um, just for a moment and then we are going to be right back. So we'll be right back, guys. Hello and welcome back. Wow. So Jen and I were, as we were conversing, talking back and forth about, you know, making sure that we we give as much information and feelings as to why we're here, what our purpose is. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, came up is to give a specific reason, you know, from my perspective as to why I'm doing the podcast. Um, you know, as I've expressed several times in, in different ways and different, you know, um, podcasts, um, three years ago, I had a nervous breakdown. Um, emotionally, I collapsed. I disassociated from life. I disassociated from Jen. Um, my brain was on a shutdown because it was on overload because of all... There, there was a lot of things going on at that time, um, which, of course, you know, we'll get into at later podcasts. And one of the things that Jen and I are working on right now is... a me doing a totally Tim podcast of, you know, my journey and, you know, where I've been and what has happened and what is taking place, you know, to give a, a more detailed, individualized aspect. But during the breakdown and the disassociation, I was in the darkest times of my life, you know, a world of not knowing what was going on. You know, being 47 years old and not knowing who I was or what I was about. It was the scariest sensation. And what I had experienced was um, a level of chaos that I did not think even existed. Um, and it was a rude awakening in my life and I didn't know what to do. You know, therapist, I, seven, eight, nine of them had no clue what was going on. Batteries of tests, CAT scans, MRIs, thinking that there was a brain tumor, some type of, you know, effect on my brain. Um, Jen and I having conversations left and right because we've been together at seven years at this stage. And she's like, you know, never seen anything like this. Talk about like a, a, a total... 180 from the person that I was, you know, love and compassion and, and openness and hearing what Jen had to say to zero compassion, zero empathy, causing and inflicting pain and suffering to the person that I love to most, my true love. And it's hard. And I didn't know where to go or where to turn. You know, as a man, I came to a point and said, I needed help. And I got turned away, you know. So many therapists didn't know what was going on. So many didn't even answer my phone calls. Here I am reaching out and didn't know where to go. So I started listening to podcasts, you know, about all sorts of stuff. Uh, emotional disorders, borderline personality disorder, 
um, duplicity, uh, you know, multiple personality disorders because it was that abrupt and that crazy. And, you know, there was bits and pieces from everybody, you know, men, women, different stories that I listened to that I was able to grab little bits and pieces here and there and say, oh my God, I can understand that. And they would say a word and I'm like, oh my God, you know, a multiple personality disorder. And then I went and researched that and I looked up different things. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I can understand it now. And just so many different people had so many different stories and I was able to use bits and pieces and I was thinking to myself as you know, the, the disorder and, and the breakdown started to you know, heal and work through and the clarity started to come back. It was that fact that you know, we all have a story. We all have so much to offer. And for me, listening to people talk openly and vulnerably about what they went through gave me the ability to look at myself and put into effect the things that I needed to do to heal. And I think, you know, I would love to talk about rainbows and puppies and birds and butterflies, (laughs) but there's a reality that sometimes life isn't that. Life is chaos. Life is hell. Life hurts. There's pain. There's suffering. And you cannot shush it away. You cannot suppress it because I did that for 47 years. I did not have a voice. I did not have a voice to myself. And I pushed it down and I pushed it down to this pressure cooker of an explosion that detonated at the age of 47. You know, we talked about it last night to a degree. You know, you either have midlife crisis where you're driving around in convertibles and having a girlfriend in a sports car or you have a nervous breakdown. Mine came so out as a nervous breakdown. So strange that the doctors were telling us how common that was. Yeah. I know, and I, I was expressing how I was the one that kept pushing, like, no, there's a brain tumor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> check the lead blood levels because yeah. that can change a personality. And, you know, um, yeah, it was definitely a very scary yeah. experience for me. And, of course, feeling like we're on the other side of it now. Um it's much easier to look at it and laugh a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? To kind yeah. of be lighthearted. But when we were in the thick of it, it was scary. It was really yeah. scary to understand. But it does stand out that the doctors kept saying, this is so normal. You're not yeah. special. Like, yeah. what? Really? Yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> and then also the fact that you were trying so hard to reach out for help and it's not readily available. And, no. you know, I have said so many times over the years, you know, suffering from mental health issues from day one, literally day one, yeah. you know, my entire life, um, that we don't have a good mental health care system in place here, you know, in the United States, that it's so sad that so many people really want to get help and it's just not easily accessible it's just not it's not yeah it's not you know i mean we had even got to the point where we were paying hundreds of dollars out of pocket and we have insurance yeah to try to find answers and we still weren't finding the answers you know um so i totally validate your experience tim and i'm so proud of you i'm so proud of you you for being willing to show up here today to be so open to be so vulnerable 
to discuss your experience because I do believe that you are going to have the ability to help other people. And I think it's so courageous for you to stand up and talk about it, to share yourself so vulnerably. And I think it's beautiful. I'm so glad to be your partner. I'm so glad to be on this journey with you. I know I say that all the time, but I don't know if if I've actually ever said it on this podcast. Um, I feel like I have the best partner in life. I would never, ever, ever want to even imagine a life without the partner that I have. I feel so lucky and so blessed to have Tim um, to be in this partnership, to be in this relationship. I love it. I love every aspect of it. I definitely did give it a 9.5. In fact, I wanted to actually even say that I updated it in a recent group therapy where we were we were specifically talking about relationships and I up- upgraded it to a 9.95 and I was like oh shut up you know like how what when where who um but that is how I feel that is my truth yeah you know I love being your wife I love being your partner um, you inspire me every day. You inspire me to be the best version of myself. Um, you know, the way you show up for life, the courage that you have has given me such inspiration since day one. Um, I love the person that you are. I see you. I validate you. And I love how you help me carry my weight. Yeah. My weight is so heavy and it's been so heavy my whole life. And it wasn't until I met you until you were willing to help hold it with me that I actually felt like I actually lived even a day of life so think about that my whole life before I met you I just felt like I was carrying weight I really never felt like I experienced life truly until after we were together because it was such a heavy weight that I always felt like there was missing piece to my life until I met you and when I met you even though I didn't understand a whole lot and all I did understand was that I knew I was really broken and that I needed a lot of help. Something changed in my brain where I didn't feel incomplete anymore. Yeah. You know, I felt capable for the yeah. first time in my whole life. And a, and a lot of that, a lot of that was directly correlated with the fact that you were willing to help me hold my stuff even though the two of us didn't know exactly what to do with it in the beginning but we were both willing to do it you kept showing up you kept saying Uh, i'm willing i'm here you continue to pull the chair out for me and allow me to take that seat at the table you helped you helped me feel comfortable to sit there that's what I'm trying to say it wasn't like I didn't have the availability to sit down I just didn't know how to do that right so you gave me that safe place to sit come sit take some weight off Jen speak I want to hear what you have to say in all the years that we've been together Tim one thing that stands out to me so much is the amount of times that you have said I love hearing you talk I love hearing you talk just talk talk never ever once in 10 years that we have been together have you ever gone and said anything but that like even in my most crankiest of days you've never said be quiet or I don't want to hear what you have to say or shut up you've never ever ever said that and those are all things that I have you know heard so much of my life before you so this safe space that you have given me to open up and to help carry my weight has been so tremendous for me. Life-changing. Um, uh, I totally give our relationship a 9.95. I, <laughs> I could not agree more with those feelings and with your sentiment. 
Um, you know, as I, I, I believe I've said it in the past podcast, you know, the fact that it is not easy to do the work. And yes, I could have absolutely run the opposite way. But because of you, I have been able to experience life. And as hard as it was to have the breakdown, I would do it all over again. Yeah. Because of the fact that I am able to see life in vibrant colors. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. The way and it's supposed it, to be. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It, it is that aspect, you know, I gave you that seat at the table. And in return, you gave me the seat at the table. Yeah. You know, the, the two years of the depth of hell of the breakdown where I pushed you down. I was verbally abusive i was physically strong arming you abusive in all rights and reserve it was a horrible situation but you knew the real me yeah you worked so hard to stick around and be there for me yeah. knowing full well that i was going through something that was just unbearable yeah and you took the brunt of it but you showed up. And I am thankful for that. Weaker people would have left and said, I don't want to be around this. Yeah, well, you know what? There's a lot of reasons for that. And I'd like to just take the time to address it because I think it's important, you know. Um, one of the reasons, of course, that stands out is because I knew what I had. Yeah. I knew I had something so beautiful and so special. And it was there was nothing more important in my brain to think like, to fight for this, you yeah. know, from, from myself, from my life, or something that brought me such joy and such happiness, you know, and the other part is, is that it, in the long run, going through the process of it, I help myself, yeah. you know, and I know we've yeah. talked about this a lot, but, you know, I had such a traumatic upbringing, and I had so much trauma in my life, and I had so, um, so many experiences just over and over again of abandonment and really not ever gaining full ground for myself that I didn't actually become like a full-fledged adult until you had your breakdown because even when we met in the place that I was at knowing how broken I was and then doing all that work for those you know bunch of years where I needed that unconditional love and support and found so much healing and, and and broke so many of those patterns right the one pattern that I didn't even know was there was that I didn't become the hero of my own story yeah that you yeah. still kind of held that role so I looked to you and this is that codependency yeah. that I didn't yes. realize yeah. happened right yeah. for so much more than I actually should have so there was this blurry bridge between the two of us at that point when you had the breakdown and I think there was such a need for what happened as horrible as it was it gave me so much so in this time when I knew after I got over the fact that you didn't have a brain tumor or or like a (laughs) a, you know some blood level of you know something that was causing you to have these you know I had to step back and give you that time because you just didn't have any room right and as hard as that was I needed to do that yeah and needed you to figure this out for yourself so when that time period came where I was finally in that level of acceptance that you were going through something and that I could just keep showing up for you to give you the support when I had it I was able to take a lot of energy and show up for myself yeah yeah you know so in doing that I was able to be 
the rescuer of my own self. And that is where for the first time in my entire life, my entire life, I found my own footing. I found my own grounding. I found the strength in myself. And I really felt like the first time in my life I was a full-fledged adult. Because I was depending on my own self. You couldn't be there. You could not be there and show up for me. As hard as that was for me to accept, I needed to accept that. And I did. And of course, the other part of me was saying, you work on yourself, Jen. It's always about self. Take this time to work on self. You can make yourself a better person. And you'll be able to be there for Tim on the other side of this when he yeah. works out what he has going on. And I knew that you had a whole 39 years before me that you never dealt with, you know. Yeah, and there were times while I was working on myself and, and gaining my own grounding and, and, and becoming the, the rescuer of my own um, story that I was able to show up and turn for you in those yeah. places that you need needed me to and giving you a safe place to slowly let out some of that stuff that you yeah. had built up in all those boxes and it felt good you know and and I do feel like now being on the other side of it as as hard of an experience that was to get through it was purposeful yeah you know it was needed for me oh absolutely and I would also do it again as hard as it was as hard as it was it wasn't comfortable but so many things in my life have been so uncomfortable yeah you know but if Uh, I can find something good in it key word right there comfortability yeah healing is at the edge of the comfortability is where the work begins yeah and that is don't be afraid yeah go towards the uncomfortability because you're not going to be able to heal you can progress and move on so much brighter, so much stronger when you face that uncomfortability and look at the situation at hand. Break it down. Don't suppress it. Don't push it away. Don't just say, ah, dive right in. Yeah. Dive into that uncomfortability. You were able to become the writer of your own story you were able to take the pen back and determine your fate rather than somebody pushing you down abusing you and saying this is what you're gonna do you know i i love the analogy of the airplane you know it's it is so important going to the next aspect of you need to put that mask on yourself first when that plane is going down because you're never ever going to be able to be there to help anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself yeah and that was the first time in my entire life that i was able to do that and that's huge and why it was necessary for me to figure that out to be able to do that because i needed that yeah i needed that so much i've never felt so strong in my entire life i've never felt so strong in self i've never felt so um I guess you could use the word independent, but also proud of the person that I am. You know, I really do feel like I'm so proud of the person I am, where I've come from, what I've been able to overcome, where I don't think before I was able to use those words because of the codependency and enmeshment. Yeah, yeah. There was an enmeshment in the relationship, even though I was always an individual. 
there was an enmeshment in the relationship in that caretaker role. Yes. And I think we'll we'll have to have a future podcast. Oh, one hundred percent. So just know there'll be a future podcast on codependency, enmeshment in the relationship and you know, and our recovery from that. And I think I didn't even really understand any of that until your breakdown, until I was able to put myself in a very individual place that said, I just need to understand that this person who loves me clearly and has always said that, and I love too, cannot show up for me right now. And that we need to understand that that is everybody's right. Yes. So this is breaking that ultimate codependency. Yeah. But if this person loves me, they sh- they should just show up for me. Yeah. They should always just be there, right? It's it's not always working that way. Yeah. You know, similar to when we had talked about um the fact of way back in the beginning of our relationship when you had said to me, you know, you were you were opening up and telling me about your experience that you were having at the time that you were very upset about this this incident that was going on, this issue that you were having with a family member, and I was jumping right on board and try- yeah. showing you support, I thought, right? Yeah. And you said, like, no, Jen, that's not what I need right now. I need a cooler. Yeah. You know, I need you to help me cool cool down, right? So this is that where that part of enmeshment and codependency and relationships that people don't understand like there's a separation there that we need to maintain yeah you being you and me being me yeah you know and that there's so many more ways to do it than just one you can show your support by allowing the other person to go through what they're going through and not need to be involved me being able to sit here and accept that you know what Tim loves me and he supports me even though right now he doesn't have any room to give me. That doesn't mean that in the overall picture we're not, you know what I mean, yeah. in a good, healthy, loving relationship. No, Tim is unpacking 39 and that years is, of And that is something that is so important and this is what we've seen on multiple at multiple times in relationships because we've helped a lot of people friends you know that we kind of got away from the toxicity to a degree of the that american relationship you know that standard you know it's almost like the standard american diet but it's the standard american relationship Mm -hmm. where it's as soon as an argument comes out your immediate response is to hurl pain yeah. And suffering, yeah. because you haven't dealt with the internal pain of suffering yeah. that you've had going on. Yeah, and I think that goes back to the and same. And pick a side, right? Yeah. Like it's horrible, but pick a side. We see it in, yeah. in the in the whole collective conscious. Doesn't have to be that way. No, we're like the, I go back to the beginning time where you know you and I, you came over, and this is when we were just starting to date, and it's like, well, let's just fight it out. And I said, Jen. We don't, we don't need to fight. Yeah. You know, not saying that we don't need to have a disagreement. Yeah. But we don't need to curse. We don't need to yell. We don't need to call each other names. Yeah. But what we can do is talk and express our feelings in a calm manner. And you want to, well, yeah, we can get passionate sometimes and, yeah. and speak. But we don't need to knock the other person down to have our voice heard. Yeah. It's that, it's that negotiation. Yeah. It's that understanding that. I might not always be right. Yeah. I'm going to come over to your side and help you hold your breath right now. Yeah. And I don't need to let my ego, men, let the ego go. It's not that important in the grand scheme. We all have egos, men and women. 
Absolutely. It's the way that it gets expressed is different between yeah. men and women. Because but it is that egotistical aspect that we need to be right. Well, you want to what? In our childhood, our ability to be right was ripped from us at one point or another, whether it was a school teacher, whether it was a priest, whether it was your parents, whether it was your older siblings, yeah. whether it was a bigger friend at school or a bigger bully at school who yeah. took it away from you. And now here we are. We're older. We're stronger. We want to be right. Do your homework. <laughs> Get your knowledge. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. It's okay to express yourself and yeah. say, I am sorry. Yeah. Let me hear your perspective. Yeah. yeah. Let me listen to you. Yeah. But it's the fact that we weren't listened to for so long, and that's why that relationship healing childhood trauma is yes, so important because we it can goes, validate it each goes other. both ways yes yeah. absolutely so a lot of times when tim might be a little bit off or or seem off or cranky or, or not himself you know one of the things that i feel like really works instead of saying hey you know what are you doing that for or you know like being accusatory or defensive yeah say you know, maybe there's something deeper here. You know, you have something going on. You know, you can question and yeah. be gentle. You know, I'm here and I want to give you space to speak if you have something to say. Yeah. And this is how we can create safe places for each other to yeah. be able to open up. And I got to say, Tim, you're probably better at this than me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. There's so yeah. many times that you have come to me and, and lately so many times where I'll just be like, you know, in a place like, oh, I'm not really sure what's going on. And you're like, let me, let's explore this. Yeah. What, what do you think? You know, and you'll, you'll help me down that path. And even though it's like me doing the work, what you're doing is giving me a safe place yeah. to open up. Right. Here's this beautiful meadow for you to be able to yes. experience your feelings and emotions yeah. in a safe environment. Yeah. Nothing's going to come upon you. Nothing's going to hit you yeah. and you can express and you can invest. Investigate and find out. Oh, what that's the, what I'm feeling. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, that makes And it so goes much back sense. to those triggers where you know <laughs> something happens—a word, a smell, a scent, a situation—and it triggers a past experience. And the next thing you know, you're you're in a cranky mood or having a bad situation, all because of of a unreleased unhealed. trauma, unhealed yeah. trauma. But if in that moment somebody. You and I giving each other that safe space to explore it because you don't understand it, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. But to be able to give to be given a safe place to explore it is where that healing happens. Yeah. So then that part's healed. Now, you know, the biggest way, you know, the easiest way for me to express it is now when I'm walking around Earth, I feel so much lighter. Yeah. I know that there's still so much, and yeah. I'm slowly getting through but each time I do that work each time I heal those parts and I feel heard seen and validated yeah you know it's I can let go I can let go of that pain I can kind of drop those rocks out of my bag right so now as I'm walking through earth I feel a little bit lighter and I have more room so now I have more room to deal with what's coming at me currently so I'm able to deal with the situations now so much better so I'm not compounding trauma yeah yeah I'm actually dealing with my life the way it comes and feeling my feelings now instead of suppressing 
or hurling more bricks to cause yeah. myself more pain, right? Which is what we pretty much do, which I did my entire you know, I, 20s and a lot of my 30s. Yeah, I think I want to go back to, you know, to two things. You know, one, like you were talking about with the doctors when we were going through and the doctors were saying, listen, you're not the only ones going through this. Every, a lot of people go through this. Granted, your case is individualized to, yeah, to you're you. You're unique but, to yourself and yeah. you're not special. And then one of the, the group sessions that you went to um, and, you know, it was the fact that, you know, they said, you know, what's up with the woe is me? It's not yeah. all about you. Oh, my gosh. That was such a slap and, in the face yeah. for me. And, and probably the best Absolutely. learning day And it is, that it is that part. Yeah. We need to step back in relationships work-wise. Yeah. I'll, I'll give a quick, a quick scenario. So here I am at work. I'm running a little bit late. I need to go get lunch, right? So I go and I park in, in, in a spot and this car rolls up behind me and I'm coming out. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you parking there for? Get out of the way. And I made it about myself. I personalized it. Get out of my way. I need to go. Yeah. I have to get back to work. Yeah. And as the woman approaches me with a flyer that her daughter just was abducted. And yeah. she's trying to find her daughter in yeah. hysterics. Yeah. I felt like the biggest piece of garbage in the aspect that here I am so worried about a lowly sandwich yeah. to get back to the shop to be able to eat it in my lunch break that I just personalized and just cut this woman off to a degree. I heard, you know, I listened to what she was, wasn't rude or anything, but it was the fact that in myself, yeah. I cut her down a thousand ways. And in relationships, this is a complete stranger. We do it more so with the people that are closest to us. Yeah. Spouse, children, yeah. brothers, sisters, parents. Yeah. We cut them down because we take their words personally. Yeah. Reality check. It's not all about you. I love that. People place. go through things yeah. in life and it comes out, as we've said it so many times, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. Stop. Take a deep breath. Back up. And I like it was the Oprah Winfrey's book. What happened to you? Yeah. Not what's wrong with you. Yeah. What, what happened, happened to, to you? you? Absolutely. And we're going to tie up this podcast. Yes. It was so good. <laughs> It's a big one. Yes. The doozy. Yeah. Seems like all of them are that way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that's a great ending. So, you know, the biggest, most important parts about why we're doing this podcast is because we see a broken world. And yeah. we can relate to it. We're part of a collective conscious. We know we're not special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know we're just two people, just like the rest of the people, all of the, the billions of people that are on this world, dealing with life as it comes. Um, our journeys are unique to us. We were dealt cards, and now we're showing up. Yeah. We're showing up in the way that we feel will be of benefit to this world to the collective conscious so that's what this podcast is about um we have found something that works for us and we feel that we want to share our story yeah. we want to share ourselves. we want to be vulnerable so that other people that might be out there feeling lost can happen upon this podcast and listen to our words and identify with what we're saying um and we can make a difference that's yeah. what we feel is important that we want to make a difference in this world we want to be of benefit and we've definitely talked about that on other podcasts yeah. and how important that is to us so coming up 
We're going to be doing some individual podcasts, as Tim was talking about doing Totally Tim, and I'm going to be doing Just Jen. We're hoping to maybe get to one or two of those this week and then still continue with our weekly um, podcast. Do we know what we're doing next week, Tim? Did we talk about it? No, Is it going to no. be a surprise? I think it might be a surprise. A surprise. Um, I think we have a, <laughs> a lot of topics that we had you know, broached on this um, podcast so that maybe we could we'll talk really about it this elaborate week. a little yeah. bit more, and of course, you know, we'll we'll try and throw the trailer out there and and stick to it. But I, I think so. You know, stay tuned to yeah. find out what will be next week. This I is, think it'll be a surprise to all of us. It's going to be included. about food. No, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, you know what we've talked about several different things and kind of how we've gotten to where we are now. Genetic trauma, you know, genetic Ooh, ancestry. Genetic we talked about. I would um, love to do a podcast yeah. on genetic genealogy and our in our journey with that. Maybe we could. Could we do that? Yeah. Yeah, we can absolutely try that. I think one of the things that we also want to, you know, want to do is, and, I, and I'm going to put this out there, um, you know, feedback, communication, questions. Anybody reaches out to us without with any questions what they have going on, and I know it was good for me to be able to have people to speak to, just as we had with groups. You know, give an email, drop a line if you want, and we will be more than happy to communicate, whether it be text, whether it be email, whatever the case may be. You know, to really, if you have a question that, you know, you want to get an answer to or something that you feel a burning desire. Something that resonates with what yeah, we said. Yeah, you know, And it's like you want, to, you want to go deeper into a specific topic, you know, about the breakdown, about traumas, about anger, you know, what we specifically Jen and I specifically felt by all means drop a note and we would be more than happy to talk you know I'm just gonna it. throw this out there and I don't know if we're gonna do it but it's just an idea um, a Q&A you know you and I yeah. have talked about doing a Q&A where we wouldn't tell each other what the questions were prior to the podcast yeah like where you would write down a series of questions and I could write down a series of questions and then went and it's on the fly so we start the podcast it's about it's a Q&A with each other um, so you, yeah. you feel like that we might just delve a little bit deeper, right? Being yeah. asked questions. Um, so maybe that'll be next week's podcast. And then I think it's the podcast after that. That's going to be the father wound. That's a big one. I know it's yeah. this month. So yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. the father yep. wound. I think it's going to yes. be not next week, but the week after. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Today's the fourth. Yeah. 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 The twelfth, and then I think it's the nineteenth. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so we'll see next week. Maybe a Q and A, but it could be something else. So stay tuned. Yeah. And then the week after that's going to be the father wound. That's going to be. And at least we'll we'll take a look and see about throwing in the uh, Totally Tim or the Just Jen um, podcast during the week and, Mm -hmm. you know, throw a little shorter episodes in there or whatnot. Um, But like I said, you know, I I want to just really express how much this podcast means to me and the, you know, the amount of people listening to it and, and really taking it in. And if we can give just one, one person an idea and understanding a, a thought process to help them along in their journey. You know, yeah. I know we've and used this phrase experience. so many times about walking each other home. Yeah. You know, it's like being of benefit. And that really is just so crucial. If, if we can give one word of advice to anybody that means or hits home or really it, it touches them, you know, inside, it's that worth is the reason. While. That, that is, is the, the reason. reason. That is why we're here. That yeah. is the reason for the podcast. So, and it's that vulnerability and openness to give. Absolutely. Of self. Totally. The greatest gift that you can give. My gosh, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us on podcast number seven. The reason for the podcast, and we yeah. will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. 
Thank you for joining us, and Jen and I look forward to sharing our healing journey with you.